Hello and welcome to Shiva versus the First World. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. You're listening to our podcast about the reverse culture shock we experience every day as American citizens returning home after three and a half years living and working overseas. Today, I want us to discuss school. Specifically, and Eva's questioning me right now because I didn't tell him what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> but specifically, like elementary school kids going off to school and the difference between where we were in Thailand cost-wise versus what it costs to send your kid to kindergarten here. So we're going to have a conversation about public education, Thailand versus America. And my first question you, my love, is why do you find that a big culture shock, a reverse culture shock? Knowing what you knew in Bangkok, where you were the principal of a private school in Thailand. Right. Which isn't public. Correct. And and, and also knowing what you do here in America as a longtime elementary slash middle school teacher of things. Where does the reverse culture shock rear its head? When we were overseas, all kids learned a second language. They started at a small age. You know, as soon as they entered school, they were learning English. And then when we came back, you know, just thinking about how we're such a large country. We have Mexico to the south of us mm-hmm. and and a lot of our like where we live here in Arizona, a border state. We should be teaching our kids Spanish or at least another language and getting them used to learning other languages. But in America, we do require all students, at least that's the theory behind that, all students in American public schools must take a foreign language, right? Right, but it's not until they're older. It's not until they're in high school that they're starting to really take foreign, that that it's required. You have some schools that do offer it in middle school, but that is not the norm. And um, whereas over in Thailand, in the public schools, it, it it's nonstop with the kids over in Thailand. Um, I know that for my kids at, at a private school, they started learning Mandarin. That was their foreign language. But half of their language for throughout the day was English. So they had English, Thai, and Mandarin starting in first grade. And so they're inundated with language and understanding how language works. As opposed to here in America, where it's just that single class. Right. And it's only in high school. And it's only two years. Um, well, we have to have two years now? Okay, great. Yeah, it, oh, it I guess was then, yeah, yeah. yeah, two years of education, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so, um, and then we did a lot of the, the bachelor programs require a foreign language as well. Did you have to take one in what? college? I didn't have to take one in high school. Are you kidding? Really? No. Oh, yeah, I took two years of French in high school, and then I took two years of sign language in no. for my bachelor's. Didn't have to do any of that because I grew up in a tiny little town in Oklahoma where they made their own rules. <laughs> yeah, and there so, is that. So, no, not so much. In America, in high school, 
kids are given the elective. You have to take a foreign language for two years. Right. But you get to pick from a variety of languages that that school offers you in those classes for two years. In Thailand, you don't pick. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean you don't get to pick? You don't get to pick your language. You're taking Mandarin, um, or at least at my school. You took Mandarin. That's it. There were no other choices of foreign language. Just, just Mandarin. Just Mandarin. But I thought you were in an English program. We were. So their their day is split. So math, science, English, PE, and computers for grades four through six are all in English. Um, computers and yeah, computers are taught in Thai when they're younger. But all the other subjects are English. But, so they, they don't have a choice in, in taking English. And it I think is, that's the big is, difference. I yeah. mean, the, the difference here is what are the classes in America all taught in? English. English. Right. But in, in Thailand, where English is not the official language, where Thai mm. is the official language, yeah. these kids are forced, if you will, to take the majority of their classes at your school, which is at an English school. language right. program. They're, they don't have a foreign language. They're just taught English. Right. And they, of course, they're in Thai classes yeah. as well. But that, that that's not an, an idea of a foreign language. That right. is, well, we the take language. some classes in English. Right. And we take some classes in Thai. And then I think what you're saying is on top of that, there is an additional third language. Yeah. Which we would consider the foreign language credit. Do they get right. some choice in what that other language is? No, it's Mandarin. <laughs> it's Mandarin. It's Mandarin. And why is it that these kids take classes in English and in Mandarin? So it's a couple different reasons. Um, the The mind works better at learning foreign languages. Our, our language development is still forming. And so it's better to start teaching them when they're young. And so that's kind of why you start doing that. But mm -hmm. um, as to why um, Mandarin is overtaking Spanish as the other language. Um, uh, so English, Spanish, and Mandarin are the top three languages in, in the world. And so um, originally it was Spanish was above Mandarin. But I think that has changed, and especially with Thailand being so close to China. A lot closer to China than it is to Spain. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Um, and so I think that's why the, we have a, um, Thailand has a lot of Chinese tourists that come in, and so I think it just helps out. Got it. So the language of the world for a developing nation, if you're going to force your kids to take classes in English, and then one other as well, it might as well be Mandarin because that's the language that makes the most sense. Right. So they don't get an option to study something else. Right. But I actually, I have heard, I mean, I know for a fact that there are Thais who also speak Arabic. Right. Who speak Spanish. Yep. Who speak Russian, who speak German. What about those kids? How do, are they learning do they get to skip the Mandarin class? Uh, not at the school I was at. 
you still had to take Mandarin, but you might have like a, an Arabic tutor or something like that where you're taking separate lessons. Hmm. And some schools offer other languages. Ours just didn't. Ours was only Mandarin. Which makes sense uh, for that school. But right, so some of the kids are getting an option. Right. But still, even in those schools where kids have the option to take Arabic or other yep. languages like that, it still, they take classes in Thai and they take classes in English. English yeah. And then there's other language. So right. that's the way that and, works. And even the public schools, um, the kids are learning English from an early age. That, I, that was a mandate that happened about 20 years ago. Can you unpack that a little bit? Because I'm afraid that we're, you're not being specific enough about what that means. They learn English from an early age. Seems kind of broad. Yeah. So um, the, the government came in and mandated that all grade levels would learn English um, throughout the school year. And so all of the public schools have English teachers, native English speakers on staff. Every kid in mm -hmm. Thailand, in every grade in Thailand, will take at least for an hour a day a class in English. Yeah. It might just be English class. Yeah. So first grade students yeah. are taking a Thai class, obviously, because yes. they need to speak Thai, and they're taking an English class. Yes. At a bare minimum, every kid in Thailand, again, this is theoretical, this is Thailand, lots of things fungible in the <laughs> Thai world, but every kid, every kid at every grade level yeah. is not just exposed to English, but is taught a class in Active, English actively learning every single day. Yes. So just imagine that for a moment in America. Right. Just imagine if you've got kids in school. We had a kid in school. We now have four, uh, three grandkids in school. I don't think quite Bali's it on for school yet. <laughs> if they were to take one class, all the things they have to take already – they're reading, they're writing, they're arithmetic, whatever Science. kids take today. Sciences, STEM, educational, social you know, all studies, that stuff, all those various things. But one of those classes or another additional class on top of those was in a different language and not each time different. So right. it, was, it was Spanish yep. or Mandarin. Right. Wouldn't be bad. Or some other global language. And I guess if it's a global language, it's really an English already over here, right. or it's going to be Mandarin, or if you want to think North American and South American, all the Americas, Spanish is a pretty good language to learn as well. Yeah. Every single day, your kids would take that language from kindergarten On all up. the way to 12th grade. Just think how awesome we would be. Yeah. Just think we, we would actually have in a generation, in one generation we would have a bilingual. bilingual nation. Right. We're not bilingual. We're not. We tried. Well, <laughs> and let's not forget, I speak jive. You but, did not just say that. <laughs> but just think, in one generation, in one generation, yeah. we could be a multilingual nation. Yes. And that would be kind of cool. That would be. That so, is not happening in my lifetime, but that would be kind of cool. So here's my question to you. Go. So based on this information, do you think America has the best education system? <laughs> no. No, we certainly do not. There's not a 
All right, let me try to be serious about this for just a moment and not just laugh hysterically. No, flat out, no, we do not have the best education system. We have a, I'm not going to call it a lazy education system. I don't have a solution to fix the educational system here. Mm -hmm. But what we have right now is not a good system going forward. And I could argue a lot of things about that, but I won't. I'm not a professional. I don't have like a, right. a considered opinion, but I can say this specifically. I would, I would sign in a moment. I would vote in the affirmative, whatever is required. If we wanted to do that starting next year, I would be the, I would be extremely happy and fully on board with every single child in America, even if it meant kids go to school an extra hour a day. Fine. Right. Fine, do it. What do you think, the educational, the professional educator in the room, do you think America has the best education system, understanding that you have a couple of years of really in-depth experience teaching and administrating in a foreign country? Um, so I'm kind of mixed on this. I think there are some aspects of our education system that are good, but I do think that we fall down short um, especially in foreign languages. And so um, for me, I would have to say no. I, I, I would prefer my, my kids be where they are learning other languages. It, it just helps overall. Based on your experience as an educator, both in the American public school systems and the Thai private school uh -huh. systems, does Thailand education system beat America's education system? I don't know about that overall. So let me, let me rephrase the question. Were the education systems that you were exposed to, one, in an international school, mm -hmm. two, in a private Thai school, yes. which are different things. Very different. Do you, how do those... Hmm, so they're two very different schools. Right. So just, just stacking those two up for a moment. And then the third one, American public middle school education. Right. International tie, private tie, American public middle school. How would you rank those? If these, if they were, these three were competing in the Olympics, which one's gold, which one's silver, which one's bronze? Purely academic wise, I would have to say the international school. So the international school from Thailand mm -hmm. would get the would it's get the gold. Which one gets silver and which one gets bronze? So I think, unfortunately, I think that our school system is better. The American school system, yeah, gets even, the bronze. Even no, gets the silver. Silver, even though we don't have the um, the language uh, mm -hmm. option for our kids when they're young. Um, just the overall education, I think, is better here than it was at the Thai private. Is that because, so the Thai private school, which you were the principal of, good job getting your bronze there. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Does it fall short of the American system? What, what makes it fall short of the American system? Um, it falls short because... Oh, is is it gonna, too rigid? Is, no. No. Okay, it's not too rigid. It's not too rigid. Um, it so because ties have a a single um, focus. Yeah, it's the focus on on everybody is one. 
Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, right. Yeah, Thais are very communal. Yes. Yeah, we want Thai society. That's not high society. That's Thai society. Right. Thai so is different. Thai society needs to be lifted, right? But you're, you are part of a conglomerate. And, and, mm-hmm. and you can't, like, you can't treat anybody differently. So I can't, if you have a learning disa- disability, mm. I, I really can't help you. I mean, because I have to treat everybody exactly the same. Ah, got it. Got and it. so that's that's where I really think it falls short because I, I do think that education is a very personal, individualized, if it's done properly, individualized uh, environment. Ah, I see. So, got it. Got it. Yeah. But the international school system doesn't is not plagued with that. No. Um, the international school I was at was a Singaporean which had its own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it every place has its own issues. Of course, of and, course. That's why we're speaking um, in general terms here. So right, yeah. So um, it, it. I mean, academically, I do think the Singaporeans uh, had it beat hands down, and part of that is because they were grouping by ability. And so there's testing that's involved. There's your, your class. You are part of a class that is working at the same level. And so when you make strides, you're making big strides because you're so concentrated on that level of teaching for those kids. So that I really like. So they were able to break out of the one system for everyone. Right to group it together, where yeah. as Americans, we go all the way down to it's very individualized as well, which probably yeah. has its own challenges it comes to as well. So today, you are no longer teaching middle school. I'm no longer teaching right now. That's true. You are now, you are now learning. I, I miss my kid. You are now learning. You're in, in a doctorate program. You're involved with the university yeah. Making sure the curriculum is all great and fine. If you found yourself with the opportunity to go back into a classroom, would you want to do it here or would you want to do it somewhere else overseas? I think I'd want to do it somewhere else. Back into another place. Well, then I will have to try and drag you away from this country yet again. Yet again. It is a possibility. Well, if we're going to leave the country, we're going to need some extra funds. What better way to give us extra funds than with our Patreon account? That thing's still alive. I kid you not. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? I believe you can still go to shivo.wtf slash Patreon and get signed up. Not that we release the episodes as often as we could. Well, should. But we're trying to be better on that. So again, shivo.wtf slash Patreon. I don't think that's it. I think it's patrons. I got a computer right here. Shivo. Still works. Okay. And we also have special exclusive patron-only content, just like Evo just mentioned. Dozens of listeners just like you think this show is worth a couple of bucks a month. If you agree, get on the list at shivo.wtf slash patrons today. In theory, we'll do this again very soon. But I hope so. With you being at school all the time, that's what we talked about on the Patreon a uh, special bonus episode with Sheila being at school, which is why we've been away from the microphone, but we certainly do plan on coming back. I think. We do. And thank you for listening to Shivo versus the First World. 
for more episodes and easy ways to listen each week. <laughs> each week, you slimy. <laughs> Just go to shivo.wtf slash podcast. Neither of us are hard to find on any of the relevant social media. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. We'll be back, eh, let's just say soon, with another adjustment to your first world problems. Cheers. Cheers.